This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1685, What You Need to Reconnect Daily, by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. We're sure lucky lately, as today marks the second time this week that we're introducing a new author for you. Dr. Laura Markham offers some really well-researched and dynamic articles surrounding parenting, and I'm sure you're all going to benefit widely from what she has to say. So, let's begin with this piece of hers about why we need to reconnect with our children daily as we optimize your life. Why You Need to Reconnect Daily by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com Scientists have found a way to predict which couples will end up divorcing those who don't ensure that they have at least five positive interactions for every negative one. According to Dr. John Gottman of the Gottman Institute, it's likely that maintaining this 5 to 1 ratio is effective insurance in every relationship, including between parents and children. Life, with its infinite distractions and constant separations, has a way of eroding connection. All parents need to repeatedly reconnect with their children, just to repair the daily erosion created by life's normal separations and distractions. While our children and teens are separated from us, they orient themselves around other things, their teacher, their peers, their computer. As Gordon Neufeld, author of Hold On to Your Kids, says, when we recollect our children physically into our orbit, we must make sure we recollect them emotionally as well. Effective parenting is almost impossible until the positive connection with your child has been reestablished. So think of this as preventative maintenance before there's a problem. Here's how. Number one, place a premium on relationships in your family. If your expectation is that reconnecting after time apart is an important part of life, your children will share that expectation. Number two, acknowledge relationship and separation. When you leave, say goodbye. When you return, say hello. When you first see your child in the morning, make a point of greeting each of them, preferably physically. This may seem obvious, but lots of families don't do it. Research shows that men who kiss their wives goodbye in the morning live longer, earn more, and are happier. While there is no data yet on how this applies to parents and kids, you can bet I kiss my kids as well as my husband goodbye every morning. Number three, when you physically reconnect, consciously refocus your attention. Otherwise, it's automatic for all of us to keep thinking about the meeting you just attended or what you need to pick up at the grocery store. Number four, until you've reestablished the connection, keep distractions to a minimum. If you can discipline yourself to turn off the news when your child gets in the car, you're lots more likely to make a connection with him and hear about what happened at band practice. If she's coming back from a sleepover, try to avoid having family friends over at the same time. Insist that she spends some time interacting with the family before she gets on the phone or computer to chat with her friends. When one of you arrives home, don't answer the phone during your greeting, even if it was a routine separation. As automatic as it is to answer the phone, greeting each other and reconnecting is ultimately more important. That's what answering machines are for. Number 5. Attune to your child's mood. Your moods are unlikely to be in sync after time apart. To reconnect, you will probably need to adjust your mood to your child's. Number six, connect on their level. Gordon Neufeld and Gabor Matei, authors of the book Hold On to Your Kids and originators of the phrase Collecting Your Child, call this 
getting in their face in a friendly way. For toddlers, it means stooping down to make eye contact. For older kids, the idea is to demand their attention in an inoffensive way, which usually involves getting in their space physically. Number seven, everyone needs floor time. With toddlers, floor time is when you get down on the floor with them, in their space, and in sync with their energy level, and connect in their world, whether it's building a train track, or playing pretend, or reading a book. When they're 10, floor time will probably take the form of snuggling on the couch while you chat, in a relaxed fashion, about anything from their day at school, to the coming weekend, to a TV show you just watched together. Forget about teaching or directing or rushing your kid to the next item on the schedule. None of those are quality time. Quality time means being in the present moment and responding to whatever is up for your child. The point is setting aside some time to just be present daily with every person in your family. Number eight, welcome your child's baby self. It's classic. Your child has been happily playing at childcare, but as soon as you show up, he has a meltdown. That's because he's been squashing his dependency needs so that he can function independently in a demanding environment. Your presence, with all of its comforting reassurance and warmth, signals to him that he can relax and let down his guard. Dr. Anthony Wolfe calls this version of your child his baby self. Scoop your child up, give him that snuggle he needs, and get him out of there. Some little ones need to cry for a few minutes in your arms before they're ready for the car seat. Those who are still nursing often need to nurse. Preschoolers may need to revert back to baby talk. Accept all of this as proof of the age-appropriate solace your child finds in your company. Just remember not to make a meltdown the precondition for comforting, so you don't set that up as a daily response. Offer a preemptive snuggle as you pick them up at the end of the day, and you can often avoid a meltdown. Some parents object to this as encouraging dependency. I see it as allowing the dependency that's there anyway, which will otherwise go undercover. Dependency is normal in young children, and in older children who are stressed or ill. Don't worry, your kids won't be dependent forever. Number 9. Remember the 5 to 1 ratio. Try as we might, all of us sometimes have less than optimal interactions with our children. Remember that each one of those interactions that leave anyone feeling bad require 5 positive interactions to restore a positive balance to the relationship. These can be little, a smile or a pat on the shoulder as long as you make sure they have a positive impact. One caution, don't be tempted to buy five presents even if you've goofed royally. Occasional gifts for no reason are fine, but all kids distinguish between emotional connection and things, and they always notice when parents use money to buy their goodwill. They won't turn down the gifts, but it's a net loss to the relationship's emotional bank account. And 10, in addition to daily preventative maintenance, do repair work as necessary. If your child's connection needs have gone unmet, for whatever reason, he or she has probably turned to the peer group to try to get them filled. Parenting becomes impossible when you aren't your child's secure base, as the attachment theorists say. You'll need to do some relationship repair work to get your child's attachment focused back on you, where it belongs. You just listened to the post titled, Why You Need to Reconnect Daily by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. And a big thank you to Dr. Laura for this great article. And since it is her first time letting us share her work, in lieu of commentary today, I will just tell you more about her and her history. Dr. Laura Markham trained as a clinical psychologist at Columbia University, but she's also a mom 
so she understands kids and parents. She uses her PhD to translate proven science and child development research into the practical solutions that you need for the family life that you want. As the founding editor of AhaParenting.com, she makes frequent TV and radio appearances and has been interviewed for thousands of articles by publications as diverse as The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Real Simple, Newsday, Men's Health, Red Book, and Parents Magazine. Dr. Laura's relationship-based parenting model, which she calls peaceful parenting, is research-based and parent-tested. She has helped thousands of families across the U.S. and Canada find transformative solutions to everything from separation anxiety and sleep problems to SAS talk and cell phones. She lives in Brooklyn, New York, and is the proud parent of two happy, kind, responsible, and accomplished young adults who were raised with peaceful parenting. So, once again, Thank you so much to Dr. Laura for today's insightful article, as well as for joining our roster of contributing authors. We'll be sharing from her a lot more, but for now, it's time to wrap things up. I appreciate you tuning in today, parents, and do be sure to do the same tomorrow for a post from Adina Sokloff of Parenting Simply. That's where your optimal life awaits.